serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south The cubs run the north, but the bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is a TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Episode 44 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt, baby. Search for the keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Get your shirts now. Yeah. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my boy, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review, five stars, on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support. Z. Today, we would like to introduce our brand new sponsor. Please give it up for Daniel Arego and the crew at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI, or Advanced Contractor Solutions, Inc., offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring, whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. Z, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, Daniel and his crew did his thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year. Amazing. And I haven't even gotten to the best part, man. ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Go check it out now. Check out ACSI.tech. ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. That's awesome, and I'm excited to be partnering up with these guys. Man. Absolutely, they got you know they are um, really growing in our area, and and you know it's just great to have another local Chicago company on board. That's what's up, man. So what's good, man? How was your week? Week was good, good and busy. Uh, you know, obviously, got Tuesday got bowling. You know, we did all right. We got our butts kicked, but we did all right. <laughs> we had a good time, you know, drank some adult, adult beverages. And uh, we could have won some games in the middle, but, you know, sometimes the pins don't fall for you, bro. Sometimes they don't, but guess what? Sometimes they do. Let me give a shout-out to my 12U Viper squad. Oh, boy. First two games of the season for girls softball. 2-0, baby. 2-0. Two games scored 13 runs. <laughs> That's right. These girls are out there kicking butt. And uh, next game, you know, we're right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. They're out there playing in the cold and just still kicking butt. So I got to give them props. Yeah, I, I I used to coach softball, and it was girls and stuff like that. You know, so it's just I hate Chicago weather because you're trying to play in March, yeah. April, and May, and it's 40 degrees yeah. and raining. Yeah, I mean, guess what? We're practicing the same thing, too. Yeah, you, you know? I mean, you got to practice in it to play in it. So you got to get used to it. But right. if you don't get used to it. Well, check it out. Today, we are going to talk about some Bears signings from the uh, undrafted free agents to okay. uh, a free agent that uh, some NFL fans might be familiar with. Mm. And we have a little bit of Justin Fields talk. Really? Really? That bit. guy? Yeah, Is that... he making noise? <laughs> the Bulls and the Hawks run down the, uh, their run down the stretch, and we also touch bases with our Chicago baseball teams. And as always, stirring the pot, baby. But first... This is The Loop, a Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Yo, E, what's first today, man? Z, let's do that hockey. But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. 
Tell me what's going on over at the Madhouse on Madison and the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, the Chicago Blackhawks have their final two games against the Dallas Stars. My Sunday and Monday. Your boys, the <laughs> Dallas Stars. You know what? The Stars are only one spot ahead of the uh, Blackhawks, but they're going to join the Blackhawks in early in early conclusion <laughs> to their season. So they can do some crosswalking for the students oh, that are still going on. to school, man. That way there's no accidents. Please slow down while you're driving, while the kids are getting out. You know it's an alternate jersey. That's not their everyday jersey. You know that, right? Uh, so... <laughs> Superman doesn't wear his uniform all the time. He's Clark Kent most of the time, right? Yes, yes he does. It's under the shirt, man. Yeah, whatever. All right. So there'll be many questions on how to uh, reshape this roster in the upcoming months. Uh, we got the uh, black uh, the NHL draft coming up, and then you got free agency. Right. So there's a lot of questions, and we need some answers, man. The biggest question in the, is the elephant in the room. What is the status or progress of Jonathan, the captain, Taves? I feel like we're not going to hear about this until we are way away from the NHL season. I don't think they want to muddle it up Mm -hmm. um, and make it seem like whatever is revealed about him is just there to focus on him. Um, I think they want to make that separate because, you know, I don't know. A lot of times you hear when there's big news in uh, sports, they don't announce it during the playoffs, right? Right. So that's what we're coming up on. And I'm wondering... You know, are they waiting for the end of the season for the Blackhawks to announce or, or at least kind of give us an idea of what's going on? Or are they going to wait till, you know, we're we're in the, we're in that time where we're only thinking about baseball? Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a, a huge question and it's really going to you know depend on what happens with him, uh, which direction they're going to go in the future. Well, I think it's important for the Blackhawks to be informed on what's going on because they've got to make future signings and right. draft picks. Right. So, I mean, they might be in a no a little bit more I, than everybody else. I, I would have to assume that they're in the know as far as uh, organizationally. You might not have every single player or every single coach in the place. I mean, you know, you, you can't not talk about it. Right. But, I mean, you know, I would assume that as long as he has a true diagnosis of what's going on with him, I'm sure that they know. Mm. We just don't know yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, man. What's going on on the other side of the building with the one and only Chicago Bulls? <laughs> Oh, boy, I hate when you say that. <laughs> the Bulls are coming off two, count it, two blowout wins, baby. They were firing at all cylinders in these two games against the Charlotte Hornets. No, not Charlotte. New Orleans Hornets, right? Is the Charlotte Hornets still? No, I think they're Charlotte Hornets. Oh, the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 that cold fiasco, whatever. And then you got the uh, the Celtics, respectively. You know, the Celtics are a pretty decent team, but just like the Bulls, they're up and down. Uh, just like the Bulls, uh, they don't play the way they're supposed to. Exactly. All that talent on the team, they can't play the way they're you supposed know, to. Yeah. And it's, this is the second time the Bulls beat up on the Seas yeah. since the trade. That's right. So it's it's interesting, man. Well, you know, the Bulls have five games left. They got the Pistons, the Nets, Raptors, Nets, and Bucks. Uh-huh. So they play the Nets twice, which is going to be a true true litmus test of what your, your talent could do against a, it, a, high, a high team. Is it, though? Because, I mean, like, the Nets were down big last night, and, th- and that was the problem. Um, with the Bulls is that they get down or, or they get ahead and then they allow comebacks. So yeah. if they're able to kind of – because the Nets are one of these teams where they turn it on when they need to. Right. But you're also talking about a team that does not have James Harden because he's still out with like a hamstring. Injury. Yeah, still has the hamstring they do, ha- they do have uh, Durant back and, uh, and Kyrie, Kyrie playing. But LaMarcus Aldridge retired. They still got Blake Griffin. So, I mean, it's been this has been a very weird uh, season for uh, any franchise of – how many players, how many all-star players came in and left that team? So even though you're looking at all that talent, you still have to make a team out of that talent. You well, know what the, I mean? well, this is what I'm saying is they need to do, this is their week to make the push. Yeah. Like, let, if, let's, gonna do, if the Bulls are going to do anything, yes. Well, I'm talking about the Nets. I mean, the Bulls, if they get to the playoff game, play but in game, the, then the it's Nets whatever. The Nets are going to make the playoffs anyway. They are, but I'm saying they need to ramp it up because let's say they have to play one of these playing games or playing teams and they, and they get beat by them that's gonna be embarrassing yeah i mean definitely well just like you know you got lebron and and stefan on the other side of the uh the, yeah. the, the league it, it, they're gonna be in the playing games because they're at the bottom yeah and if they lose oh man you're talking about you're talking about mike logic Woo. that boy's gonna be sweating he's gonna actually wear his bulls jerseys instead of his lakers stuff and get him and his uh his coleco vision computer <laughs> I was like, where do I plug my Atari game into this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the playoff matchup, you're looking at the uh, seventh place team will host an eighth place team in a one game matchup. So Oof. one and done. So right. 
this is important. NCAA style. Right, exactly. And then the winner would, would jo- uh, will earn the number seven seed in the playoffs. Okay. The ninth place team will play the 10th place team. Uh, again, one game matchup. The loser of that game is eliminated. The loser of the seventh game and eighth game will host a winner. This is ooh, this is so convoluted. Stop. 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 I can't. <laughs> I, people are going to turn the show off if I <laughs> snore on air. Look, man. Uh be better. Don't have to play in the playing games. That then we don't have to worry about this nonsense. This is BS. I go through. You do your one through eight, and then everyone. I, I, I get. I I get it. I get it. Have you know because you end up with a lot of fringe teams that are like one game short or whatever. They're trying to include more teams. The kind of the kind of the way they did with the bubble last year. Yeah. I get what they're doing. I but I don't just play the game. Like tell me when the the actual playoffs start. I like the little tournament beforehand because essentially that's what this is. Yeah. But tell me when the actual like the real playoffs start, and then I'm like, okay, cool. This, I'll watch these one-off games. They're they're fun. I won't remember them in five years. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because it's just like the NCAA. The right. team that gets in, you're like, well, you're gonna get destroyed by the number one team. Right. Right. So, excuse <laughs> me. So the biggest thing for me is that these this tournament should be a tournament of all the losing teams, and they should fight until there's one team left, and that's the team that gets the number one pick. That's not. I, it's not fair. It's not fair because then if your team's depleted and you need more time, I get that. Right. But you know what I mean. Like, but I, it'd be cool to watch. It's funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the bear, uh, the the Bulls would still get the number seven pick somehow. <laughs> I mean, every win is taken away from the Bulls landing the number one pick, which is oh, protected. Man. Which is protected if they get the you know top three. Well, let, let's let's cross that bridge when we get to it because it's. <laughs> it, I still can't figure out this whole playoff scenario. I mean, you said so much words in a short amount of time that my brain is. And like, I wasn't even halfway done I'm with that, so I was like, you know what? Like, it's, I had it's, to cut that out real quick. Maybe t- maybe a, a TLR can uh, decipher this for us. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! And, and listen, listen. Like, <laughs> let, let's let's turn it over. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about what's going on with your Chicago Fire. Well, the Chicago Fire. Just like every other team we have. <laughs> oh man. I'm trying to hold back, man. It's it's hard to watch this team, man. And and I, I watched it and uh the Union beat the Chicago two to zero on Saturday in Soldier Field. Like this is your home, man. How are you losing at home, man? I, I get it. I, I don't get it, man. It's just this is the first win for the Union. Philadelphia Union. So they this is the first one against us. I, I hate when that happens. I mean, um, Corey Burke and Jacob Glens Glennus, sure. sure. Let's we'll go with that. Uh, scored their goals both in the second half. I mean, I watched this and it's bad because the fire had possession. They had, which means they have the ball most of the time. If people don't understand possession, all right. Shots on target. Um, the fire had three shots on target, and the Union had five, but they had fifteen shots taken, where the the fire only had nine. This is just like hockey, man. The more you shoot at the net, the more likely you're going to get a goal. Kick it. Kick it! You don't understand. Kick it! <laughs> so, the fire suck right now. Uh, okay. I know you're not watching these games. Just, you leave this up to me. But, I mean, if they continue to lose, man, they're going to lose a lot of fandom, especially with the big hype of, oh, we're back at Soldier Field. Bro, it was empty. Oh, goody. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm stealing all my Logic Cat phrases over here. All right, we'll be right back. With three up and three down after a quick word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's time to touch bases with our baseball teams. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Z, what's going on on the South Side? White Sox! White Sox! Go! Go! White Sox! There's a lot going on on the South Side, uh-huh. besides my first place team. Oof. Yeah. Well, well let's, let's go with the news and then some good, and then we'll get them break down this. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this. Mm, that got going on my backside. Uh-oh. All right. So, Luis Robert, Lubob. Yeah, Lubob. Will not need surgery. So, this is good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of. Well... After consulting with doctors, it was determined that the course of action will be rest and rehab for the next 12 to 16 weeks. 12 to 16 weeks. So you're looking at September. You're looking at the same scenario that Elo is going to come back to, essentially adding a free agent midseason and now this time adding a free agent at the end of the season. Right. But that's 
12 to 16 weeks of rehab. Uh-huh. That uh, You yeah, still have to yeah. go and get some at-bats in the minor leagues, Ooh. get your timing down. That's no bueno. That is no bueno. All right. Let's move on to the good news. Carlos Rodon was magnificent again this week. Who? Mr. Rodon. That guy. That guy. I, he's on the roster. Yeah, we, the guy we talked about early, early, early on in, in our season and said he should go to the bullpen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boy, were we wrong. Hey, man, this guy has a chip on his shoulder. He's pitching his ASS off. You, he didn't even have his good stuff. You could say ass. I mean, that one's okay. Oh, uh, we can say that now? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Because yeah, he pitches ass off. <laughs> it sounded like something else, but let's just go with it. All right. So, yeah, he allowed no more runs. Uh, no runs in his last uh, outing as well. Uh, but he's only allowed two runs. Is that right? In his last five starts. So, th- thanks for our statistician over here on the side. Uh-huh. Gigantor helping us out. Thank you. But, yeah, I mean, he has been on fire. He's by far probably been the best pitcher in Chicago baseball so far this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can't really deny that. So is it too early to start talk, talking to Cy Young? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yes. I right, just want to make sure. Yes. Five starts. All right. All right. So this is a weird kind of thing going on. Yasmani mm-hmm. Grandel, in his last four games prior to today, with, you know, they're playing right now, he is 0 for 3 with 12 walks. Mm-hmm. 0 for 3, with, he's, but he's getting on base. 12 walks. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, in last night's game on the uh, Saturday night game, and he was like, oh, for oh. <laughs> Wait, what? So that kind of that kind of skews the uh, the average a little bit. But, I mean, it's a weird it, – this is one of those weird little pockets of baseball yeah. where you're like – you remember back in, like, 2021 when Yasmani Grandal had that weird little thing that he did? Mm-hmm. No, no, not really. really. That, this this is right here. This is the kind of stat that wins you bar bets, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> so remember this one. Yeah, he was batting one twenty one for the season. One twenty one. Well, <laughs> and what are the Cubs batting? Stop. For the love of God. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. All right. Before before we get into that, uh, <laughs> people are gonna say, "Oh, we should have kept McCann." Hey, believe me, I was the first one saying I wanted McCann on the team, but he isn't doing so much better. He's batting two away with an OBP, OBP of two seventy four, so he's not doing that much better. No, he's not, and and I think that you know the the White Sox knew what they wanted to do with catcher, and they knew that they wanted to have um, the guy that they paid for. Yeah, the guy they paid big play, money for. Yeah. You know? All right, so here here's here's a thorn in my backside, and I know you know this because it's been all over radio and TV for the past week. Mm-hmm. Larusa. <laughs> Danger. Like embarrassment. He's going back to the like embarrassment. Uh, said he fully didn't understand the extra inning rule <laughs> that would have allowed him to avoid using the closer, Liam Hendricks. What? As a base runner in a 0-0 game against the Reds on Wednesday. Last Wednesday. What? 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 As a base runner in a 0-0 game against the Reds on Wednesday. Last Wednesday. What? 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 Let me tell you something. <laughs> I thought you gave me the Stone Cold. What? What? Can we finally? I mean, has um, yes, it's young. It's a young season. We're young in this season, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, is it finally time for someone to admit that this geriatric needs to be put out to pasture? I don't understand what the hell he is doing sitting on the bench of any major league team. His hat has to sit on top of that hair hat that he that he wears every day. Every every time he turns his head, I think it's gonna go flying off and then. And poke him in the eyeball. I don't know what he's talking about ever. He always looks like he's still hung over from brunch. Nin- yeah, from 1973. What is happening right now? So, yeah, this is what bothers me. Him and his entire coaching staff did he not know, know the rule. How, is the whole, how does the whole team yes. not know? Yes. I get it. I get it. We're not a National League team. So this is not something that happens all the time. But MLB gave everybody a memo saying, hey, this is the new rule. The Reds manager knew it. They, sh- you know what, you know what, I, he, I, I know. did you know the rule? I no, <laughs> no, I did not. I didn't. I, I didn't. didn't know the rule. I didn't. And here's the thing: I don't have to know it. I'm not I'm getting not, paid to I'm know the rules. The manager of a major league baseball team, exactly. But I bet you that if they had printed those rules on the back of the bottle of the wine of Jack, <laughs> he'd been like, "Oh yeah, I'm very familiar with that rule." I'm very familiar. While he sways back and forth trying to keep his head straight. All right. So here's the other thing that happened. They had first and third. They had uh, Hendricks at third. They had Lurie at, um, yeah, Lurie at first. Mm-hmm. And they sent Lurie 
to steal second. Yes. It gets thrown out yes. by one of the best catchers right. in the National League. Obviously, there's no double steal because you're not going to get your pitcher hurt. Can, what are you doing? Can you can you imagine the grimace on Rick Hahn's face when he had to announce that yes. Tony Larusa was the next manager of the oh, Chicago yeah. White Sox? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like one of those one of those pained looks where you're on your first date and you really don't want to let that fart out, and you're just holding it like, yeah, I guess I'm gonna do this. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna blow! That's what it had to look like for him. Yeah, I feel sorry for Rickon because he would have picked somebody that has been adequate, who understands it. Here's the other thing. CLR was part of MLB, right? Mm-hmm. He was part of the rules the <laughs> rules committee. I didn't even think about that. He was a front office guy for the... Uh, uh, he was in what, Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, the, yeah. The yeah. Phoenix, yeah. 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 Um, you get the memo before everyone else. Uh, okay. All right, look, man. Look, right, yeah. look. Let's move on to again, to some happier stuff on your cool. side. So now here's the thing. <laughs> so you are clearly in the same boat that I am, yeah. and not happy about the fact that you're, you know, like I said, geriatric. I can't find a nicer word to say. It, it, yeah, it's and it's not even about him being old. It's about him being like once you get older, slow. We're we're, we're what you want to consider middle age, right? I mean, like we're kind of getting well there. next week. Yeah, if, if we if we if we <laughs> double up our age right now, we're eighty years old, right? So, so we would add up to him. I'm, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you think about how you felt twenty years ago, and even how sharp you were, just like you know. Oh yeah. Now you. I can't remember what I had for breakfast today. Right. So it's not even about him being old. I mean, I'm, I'm we're not ages. I'm, I'm right. I'm making fun of it a little bit, but I mean. You get to a point where you're just like, man, I don't even care anymore. Like, so it sounds like, and he looks like he doesn't care anymore. No, it doesn't. And a lot. If you ever watched his Sox games, you'll see that there's not many people next to him. Mm-mm. You had you had your your main coach on the other side of the of the hey, dugout. I don't like the smell of Bengay either, so I'm staying away. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying. changing that diaper. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, E. What's going on with the Cubbies? Oh man, let me tell you something. What was what was that uh, that team that won the World Series last year? The Dodgers. Wasn't that the team that you like to admit that you like to watch? I do. Yeah. So guess what? The Cubs swept the Dodgers last week, winning a doubleheader <laughs> where they jumped all over Clayton Kershaw in Game One. Game One. Uh, in Game One, scoring four runs and chasing the three-time Cy Young Award winner off the mound en route to a Game One win. They went on to face last year's Cy Young winner, Trevor Bauer, your other boy, in the nightcap. Uh, Young man Keegan Thompson had his first start for the Northsider. He gave up two hits, walked two, and struck out two. It sounded like a Denny's uh, commercial right there. Two for two for two for two. The Cubs went on to win that game on a walk-off single by David Bodie. So that means in the same day, they face Clayton Kershaw. Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer. And beat them both. And beat them both. And then the next day... Adbert Adsley started the series finale against the Dodgers' Walker Bueller, another Bueller. very good pitcher. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Adsley, he looked good early, but he was done in the fifth after, after experiencing some dizziness. People were kind of wondering what was going on with him. He was actually out of the game done pitching, but he was up to bat. Um, and then this one actually went into extras, and Rizzo hit a walk-off single to bring in Matt Duffy in the 11th inning to sweep the World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. Congrats. <laughs> you won a series. Yeah. In May. A, a series in May for a team that was on a downfall. It was. You, you, were, you definitely had right. a downfall. This, you know this actually mean? turned you around. What do you got? Six games right now? Five five games. Yeah. Five game winning streak. Today would have been six if you guys beat the Pirates. Right. So, I mean, that's, but if. that was the start of it. You know what I mean? That was the start. <laughs> oh, they, they, the Pirates, we talked about it before. The I know. Pirates always play the Cubs hard. Yeah, they got your number. For whatever reason. But Cubs won the last two games. Did it. And, Swept the Dodgers, so that's five games. I want to say they actually, were like actually a five-game losing streak before that. Yeah. So the the Cubs' record, the Cubs as a team, are very representative of their hitters. Mm-hmm. The Cubs go as Javi Baez goes, streaky as hell. Right. <laughs> it's either six home runs or seventeen strikeouts. That's all you're going to get. But let let me 
let me ask you a question though, because sure. we're talking about this last game of the series going into extras. Mm-hmm. One thing I don't think we've talked about so far is the runner on second to start extra. I hate games. it. You I hate, hate it. it. I hate it. I understand the reason behind it. You want to shorten the games because you don't want to wear out a bullpen, and then you have a uh, a position player pitching like in a seventeenth inning, and right. then you got to play in, in in nine hours from then. I get that, but it's not fair to the pitcher because it's a unearned run. It's just. It's put them on first. Don't don't put them on second. Okay. Because you put them on second, all you need is two hits. I can bunt them over and get a hit, and I'm done. I know it's harder Pers- said than done. Right? Personally, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't think it's fair to the pitcher. I think that if that run is scored, I don't think it should go against him. I think it goes as an unearned run. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it should go against the pitcher's ERA or whatever. Right. But... I don't mind it because I'm like, yo, like I just sat here for three hours. Let's we need a fi- we need to find a way to make this finish because in football and basketball and hockey you have a Sudden time death, limit. Right. You have a limit. You know, at least they're giving you a chance. Hey, let, 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 hey guys, wrap it up, wrap it up. This is this is your award speech wrap up music. It's the man on second. That's but what that is. They have ties, except for <laughs> basketball. Basketball keeps going right, right. right. But, but football but, but, and hockey has ties, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like you still have a limit. It's like, hey, 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 move it along, guy. Let's go. Let's go. Nothing to see here. Let's finish this game. Let's go home. You know? Yeah, I, I get the the reason. Just you don't want to tax your bullpen because then the next day you don't have right. a bullpen at all. Right. So I, I completely understand. I would just say move the runner first. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not. Let, let me ask you this though. What do you think about the seven inning double headers? I'm fine with it. That I don't like. Uh, no, I don't fine with innings. it. I, I, I think a game should be nine innings. But then you again, your bullpen. You're wasting your bullpen. You're you're using your bullpen in one game, and then you're screwed on the second I game. I don't care. I don't care. And then you have to play the next day. I don't care about that. We, a game is a game. Uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. A, a game is nine innings. A game of baseball is nine innings. I'm it, sorry. It should be, but for a doubleheader to get you, let's say it's a like let's say today it would have been a doubleheader for the. Cubs and Pirates For, forever and ever, and they, been, uh, and they have to play, game. and they have to play tomorrow every morning on the West Coast. Nine innings. It's always been nine innings, man. I get that. That's what, like, give me a whole game. Well, it's like it's like saying, well, then give like, me the. Yeah, I want the twenty-three inning game then, without the, without the runner on second. Then, I I I think it can work both ways. I think that having the man on second to finish, you know, if you're if you're going into extras, that can complement because that's your extra inning rules. You don't have to chop off the last two innings of a game for for what? It's not a whole game. Well, they want to shorten the game. How many times? No, I get Both that. scenarios are shortening how, the game. How many times have you seen your team come back in the ninth inning or the, the whole game change in the ninth inning? No, I agree with that. You know I, I mean? I, That's I, part I, of the strategy of the game. I mean, you got complete. We, we had a complete game. Uh, shutout. Yeah, complete game shutout on, on a seven inning game. You know what I mean? They're like, and it, I forget who I, I forgot who he even was, but they were like, yeah, it feels kind of dirty, but hey, I'll take it. You know what I mean? A win's a win. I want to say something that there was like four. Was it no hitters uh, for the first time in May since whoever cares it wasn't? Yeah, you know. Well, Rhode Island had one. Yeah, we, yeah, we got one. We got one for the city, so so that was cool. But yeah. uh, but look, man. So Matt Duffy, this kid who I never paid attention to, I thought he came over in the trade when they sent over you Darvish. But this dude has been on fire. He's uh, he's a real skinny little little dude, and you look up there, he's like, you're not gonna do nothing, and he goes out there and he's on fire, man. He's like the Duff man. The Duff man. He's, you know, he is a glue guy that every team needs, especially a team that's actually trying to make it to the playoffs and beyond. So check out this quote from Duffy on his perspective and choosing to be happy in this difficult game. He said, I think my journey here has given me some perspective on the fact that this game is a blast and it's not always perfect despite that. I think if you choose to enjoy it as often as possible, then it stays fun. I think there's a lot of distractions that you can get caught up in that really zaps the fun out of really anything but even this as much as it as much fun as it can be if you're able to step back as often as possible and remind yourself how cool it is to be in the position that we're in it's hard to have a bad day so this sounds like a guy that actually appreciates the fact that hey i'm in the major league exactly you should be appreciative of the major leagues like not many people get up there right there's guys still playing in senior leagues their 30s and 40s thinking they can still make it no you can't bro so I really, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't give this guy any credit. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is just some kid that they're like, yeah, okay. But you was. always have one of those guys that comes up right. or comes in and you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, so uh, I'm happy yeah. for you guys. Like I said, I mean, this is a guy that I really put on the Pino mind list, and I'm very happy with uh, with the results we've seen on him so far. So right now, the Cubs currently sit in third, one game over a 500 with a 17 and 16 record. Uh, the Cubs travel around the AL Central this week, first visiting Cleveland before a trip to Detroit, and then they come back home to face the Nationals. So, I mean, these are guys that you know pretty well. Yeah, Cleveland's going to be a tough because they have great pitching and great mm-hmm. defense. Um, they can't put up a lot of numbers uh, as far as offense, but... This is not the same Cleveland team that that was in the World Series. I mean, this no, is a very different no, no, team. No, it's completely different. It's built around speed, defense, and pitching. That's it. They really don't have that much offense. Detroit, don't, that, is, that should be a sweep for you guys. Okay. That's your, they have no pitching at all. Okay. So that, that, that should be something that Javi should take advantage of. And now that, the Nationals. That's that's now yeah. that's now that's going to be an awesome game because it's back at Wrigley. Yeah, and Lester's coming back, and, and Schwarber's coming back. Yeah, and um, their manager was with the Cubs uh, when they won too. Which was it, David? Uh, was it David? Who? Dave, uh, the national manager, Davey Lopez, or whatever it is. Uh, Dave? Mar- no, Dave Martinez. No, Dave Martinez. Yes, yeah, yeah Dave Martinez. All right. All right, everybody, let's take a pause for the cause and hear a quick, quick word from our friends at Grit Clothing Company. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Once again, it's that time for three and out. E, what's going on with our beloved Chicago Bears? The Bears have been getting all types of love from all the national pundits. When was the last time you ever heard me say anything like that? Let me tell you something. Never. Even Stephen A. Smith had something to say nice about Matt, Matt Nagy and the Bears, bro. That guy? Yeah, that guy. I'm a bit emotional, and, and you don't hear me say this too often. I've been a bit hard on Matt Nagy, head coach for the Chicago Bears. Um, and, and, and I want I want to I want to give a slight mea culpa in that regard. Back to back eight and eight seasons, uh, having an elite defense that slid from four to fourteenth this past year. They were the number one defense three years ago. I've been so disgusted. I haven't recovered from the fact that they moved up to grab Mitchell Trubisky and passed on Deshaun Watson and 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 and, and you know Nagy and Pace. I think that that was a fireable offense to move up to pass up on two elite quarterbacks and pitch Mitchell Trubisky. I think that was such a flagrant miscalculation that I think I, I spent too much time thinking they shouldn't have their job rather than analyzing the job that they've done. Nagy, when you look at the pieces that they have in place on the defensive side of the ball with Chuck Pagano coaching their def- as a def- defensive coordinator, I think that they've been big time. Offensively, I look at some of the pieces. David Montgomery, Tyree Cohen, them brothers can play. Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson, and those boys, they can play. So you are right, Mel. I think that we're sleeping on the possibility <laughs> well, of Fields starting in the playoffs because I have to confess I've been a bit hard on Nagy because Nagy actually yeah. can coach, yeah. me- and, and I can't deny it. So Matt Nagy was also on the herd this week, and Nagy said that he had his eye on the Fields from last year when he spoke with the uh, Ohio State University head coach Ryan Day. Uh, Day said that Fields was a generational talent. That really reminds me of what was said about Deshaun Watson. Sounds like he listened this time. Um, hey, Justin, just a word of advice. Stay away from massage parlors. <laughs> 
So the, the, Nagy said that that was something that really stuck in his head when when they said that about him. Uh, you know, Nagy really sounds like he's looking forward to finding ways to use both Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Uh, he went on to say that he spoke to Dalton ahead of time and told him there was always a possibility, you know, that they might draft a quarterback. And he said that Dalton did express some frustration, but he was on board with, you know, the idea of bringing in another quarterback and helping to mentor him. Um, it's out of your control, bro. This is going on in the NFL at every single team. You're always looking at the future. You, you should be drafting a quarterback all the time. Even if you've got Aaron Rodgers, draft a quarterback. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you're doing. Because Aaron Rodgers can break his hip today and never take a snap for the, for the Packers anymore. And this is why you draft. Same thing for the Bears. You've got two mediocre quarterbacks that should be backups in the league. But we paid them a lot of money, so we got to play one of them at least. Well, they're going to start Dalton. Right. Dalton's going to be the starter. Will he make he, it past? He, a, which he should be. Will, will he make it past week eight? I have no idea. It depends on the record. It really depends on the record. Because Not if, on performance. Well, if they have a 6-2 and two record, are you going to pull your starter? When you're, You know what I mean? At that point, your, your next push is, okay, I need to get the 10 wins. Yeah. No matter what I got to do, I have to get the 10 wins. Well, no, 11. Don't forget. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't forget, you got 17 games. Yeah, that's got to be 11. weeks is not even a full benchmark. That's even halfway through. No, it's not. That's right before halfway through. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, We're so used to saying eight, right? But what I'm saying is that it's really predicated on what their record is at that point. Mm-hmm. That will determine who's going to start the rest of the season. If they've been playing them both or if Dalton's hurt, then, you know, I think they're going to, I think uh, uh, Fold is your third stringer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that's where they're looking at it. So, like I said, my 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 big thing is we look at Matt Nagy maturing as a coach because Ryan Pace maturing as a GM. Okay. We're looking at progression. We're looking at guys who didn't have those jobs before they came to the city, and they're getting better and better. Now, if they would have drafted a cornerback or whoever in the first round – we would have threw our hands up and says, you know what, whatever, we're kind of done with this. But what this does is it rejuvenates and, and gives hope into these guys. And they had a fantastic draft. I mean, we sat here last week yep. and I think we we all gave them A we all, yeah, for that yeah, draft. Exactly. Drafting what most people consider to be, like Ryan Day said, a generational talent at quarterback. Drafting offensive linemen that you need because that's the most important part. If you're going to go out there and get a generational uh, talent at quarterback, you better make sure that you can protect him. Otherwise, the whole thing is a waste of time. So this is this reminds me of uh, um, the Jordan draft. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because he didn't go number one. No. Some guy named Sam Bowie. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, Google it. Uh-huh. And what does Sam Bowie do? He had an okay career. Mm, yeah, no. Nothing, nothing memorable. The fact that we got to remind people who he is means that no one cares. But this is kind of equivalent to <laughs> to both the Justin Fields and the Trubisky. Trubisky had no no control like Sam Bowie did, right. Where he no, got drafted. No, I no, one hundred percent, I agree. So with that. that that's where that's at. But we lucked into a Michael Jordan like player. I know he hasn't played a snap. I know, right, right. But from what everyone is telling us, all the reviews, all the uh, the the tests that he took, where he scored off the charts, right. This is the Michael Jordan of the draft. That's that's what we hope. That's what we hope because don't forget, you still have Trevor Lawrence in this draft. You know what I mean? That's still, again, we were looking at the fact that once it was decided, because you got to remember two years ago, like I said, uh, I think last show we were talking about, about two years ago, it was a toss-up between Justin Fields and your boy Sunshine, who was going to be the number one overall pick. Right. Lawrence came out on top because, and I think because he won the national championship in his junior year, all of a sudden he leaped up and just for the whole year making it back to the playoff, he was already crowned as number one. So it didn't matter who was going to get that number one pick. If you got that number one pick this year and you didn't pick Trevor Lawrence, yeah, pack your bags. So oh, yeah. you had no choice. You had no choice whatsoever. But going forward, look who else went. You got Zach Wilson. You got Trey Lance. Those guys somehow jumped up above um justin fields and yeah he fell into our lap but now you have to curate him now it's not just about finding that guy in the first round they did a great job of finding players to compliment him mm-hmm. when they picked daz newsome he's one of the fastest guys in the draft mm-hmm. okay um the people and, and that they have put in place to be on this offensive staff 
with the young kid Justin Fields, there's no reason and no doubt in my mind that he should be successful with the weapons that he has. Yeah, I think I think the Bears did a great job of complementing a lot of youth into the offense. Right. Address the needs of the defense. And you get your generation quarterback. Now, I want to correct myself because Elijah was the first pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowie was the second. Jordan was the third. But in that draft, you also had Perkins, Barkley. Oh, it was. Yeah, Order Storp. Yeah. Kevin was, Willis. Yeah, you're talking about one of the all-time greatest John drafts. John Stockton. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, again, if the player's there for you, why wouldn't you take the best player? I don't know. Right. They, and they draft. I mean, they traded to get him. But so what? So what they did is they. They mortgage the future, obviously. Well, no, but no, but this is this is this goes back. And like I I I I can't stress enough what this does is you could have seen this coming because of the fact that um the Bears moved up to get Trubisky. What it tells you is that Pace ain't afraid. No, he's a and gambler. I don't care what you say. I'm he's he every draft he's moved up to get he moved up to get David Montgomery. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he moved up to get Anthony Miller. He moved up to get Trubisky. He moved up to get Fields. He is has no fear with dealing and <laughs> wheeling and dealing with those draft picks. He gave up picks to get uh Mac. So he has he's like, hey man, this uh, is just another chip. Let me see what I can get for so it. So we got a nickname on uh, uh uh Kenny Rogers, because oh, he's man, the gambler. The gambler. <laughs> you got no when the hold. You got to know when the hold. Now, the interesting thing that we're seeing a lot um, from a lot of Bears fans is, do you think that Justin Fields should start on day one? No. No. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. No. I'm with you. I think... Let him learn. I think it's it's just our excitement. Um, and luckily, I think that Matt Nagy is in the same boat as us. He was also on the Rich Eisen show this week, and he talked about when Justin might start. He says, we've got to make sure as a staff that we take it step by step and don't rush it. If we rush it, we take this thing too fast and he's not ready. It's going to be bad for the Chicago Bears, and it's going to be bad for Justin Fields. This needs to be the best decision for the Bears and for Fields. Nagy also said that Fields has been sending videos of himself working on calling cadences, which is something Fields didn't have to do in college. Uh, Nagy said he's been sending us these video clips of just the simplicities of calling a cadence at the line of scrimmage from his bedroom. Uh, you know, so we can oh, hear, yeah, we wow. can hear the cadences and what it sounds like to his, in his voice inflection. So what that sounds like to me. Is that this kid's like, I'm going to show you. Oh, he's got the chip. You. He's got the he's chip on there, his shoulder. Man. He's he's, he said he feels like he should have been number one. Well, he, he feels like he should have been. At least well, a lot of, <laughs> well, a lot of guys feel they like should be number one. But I, I would say out of all those guys that got drafted as far as the quarterbacks, he has the biggest chip on his shoulder. Oh, absolutely. And you can see it in every photo because people were like. He's PO'd, right? Yeah, well, he's mad because he, he dropped out of the top 10. Yeah. He was 11. Yeah, I'm happy. We're, we're we got him for him cheaper, 11. right? Right. <laughs> But, I mean, he dropped out of the top 10, and that's yep. got to be something to him. I mean, you see the, the pictures of all the guys holding up their, <laughs> their number one jersey, <laughs> and they're smiling at Justin Field, mean mugging, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm, y'all shouldn't have done that, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're about to get a whooping. Oh, boy. So let me ask this. Yeah. This might be a little bit of a controversial topic. This is something that, I, that we didn't have time to get to last week with uh, Mike Logic. Oh, yeah. So, But I'm going to ask this anyway. Yeah. So, as a Chicago fan, mm-hmm. were you more excited when the Bears draft, drafted Justin Fields or when the Bulls draft, drafted Derrick Rose? This is a hard one for me. One, because I, I followed Derrick Rose's uh, career in high school and that one year in college. Mm-hmm. And then he got drafted to the Bulls. And it was like the anomaly mm-hmm. that we would have got the number one pick. And yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Justin Fields is has the potential to be a better player just because a better player just because right at this point we're looking at retrospective of Derek Rose because we're seeing his career already almost oh, done no 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 that's, that's done. not the question alright that's so not the question which one am I happy when it happened is what you're saying what, when, it, moment, when it happened at the moment when it happened which one were you more excited about like just think about that moment in your heart where you're like oh my god this is something that happened <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm gonna hate myself for this but I'm gonna say Justin Fields okay just because Justin Fields what it means to the Bears organization right now, the amount of hope that was injected into the fan base right. is more than Derek Rose's 
injection into the bulls. So let me let me explain my logic to you. My logic, not my yeah. logic. <laughs> I'm gonna say Justin Fields because I already saw the best player of all time play for my basketball team. I'm too young to have enjoyed Walter Payton. I know he was a great player. I love Walter Payton. That was a, I knew number 34 before 23. I said that before. But what I'm saying is, is that I already saw the greatest player of all time in NBA history play for my team and win us a bunch of championships. I've never experienced that as a Bears fan with a Bears player. Oh, I can't argue that logic. I really can't. And and the biggest thing is like we were talking about the chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Like you can see little things like with those videos with that yeah, of type absolutely. of that dedication. That reminds me of Jordan. You know what he did every year? He worked on a different part of his game to get better to dominate. Yeah, he also embarrassed the hell out of everyone. And when he 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 That's he, what I want that's how I want my quarterback to do. I want to embarrass the other teams, man. I'm sick of being embarrassed. Didn't Jordan go to the Hall of Fame and then invite the dude that, that got cut? Or that he got cut for in his his high school team or something like yeah, that. Like Jordan's petty. Jordan's the all time petty. Oh my ever. god, yes. And it's it is hilarious. I I get I a kick it. out of it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm petty like that too sometimes. Like you six time world champion, you know, typically considered the best basketball player of all time, and you're still salty as hell. It is great. It, it's great. It's what it gives you that drive no matter what. Like it's it's that thing that gives you where like no matter how good you are, you know. I could be better, or somebody could be doing it better, or the next guy might be coming up on me. He's got, he's like, I got the salt after the wound I just gave you. Right. I'm gonna put that salt right back on there. <laughs> right. All right, man. The Bears also signed former Patriots wide receiver Damier Bird. He played college football at South Carolina and was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Carolina Panthers in 2015. Uh, Bird was also a member of the Cardinals and the Patriots. So the way it's set up right now, they it looks like the the Bears have like one of the fastest teams in the league. Yes, yes, they do. When you include Justin Fields, when you include Daz Newsome, when you include uh, some of the weapons Cohen. they had last Cohen. year, Cohen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Cohen. assuming he's, he's Mo- still running with that right with that knee at that speed. But I mean, like it's it's crazy. I mean, and they're all young. They're under on their twenty eight easily. And so what that tells me is that Chicago really needs to figure out a damn surface where these guys are not going to get their legs cut off from underneath them. So what you're saying is we should play in Arlington Heights with our new stadium? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I told you I'm all for it. Man. I'm all for it, too. I think I think uh, Miss Lightfoot ain't for it because she seems like, no, no, It ain't up to her, though. Yeah, I, well, I know it's not, but I mean, like. She's on. She's on. Never mind. I'm not going to. Not, that's not that show. Hey, <laughs> the point is that she's going to. She should have said something. I mean, you can't. Like, if the mayor of New York and, and let's say the Giants played right in the middle of the city. Instead of the you They know, play in, in Jersey. Jersey That's what I'm saying But what I'm saying is that If they played right in the middle of the city And they're like Well we're thinking about moving He's like No you can't leave You're our team And it's a charter franchise Of the NFL It's the Chicago Bears So I get like Why people don't want Them to move from there But I mean imagine You could t- basically Turn Soldier Field Into a museum type thing Still have it for events Still have it for uh, Concerts, a venue, yeah, yeah. And have a brand new State of the art stadium in this ma- and this is not the first time that the Bears. I want to say, like in uh, like 1987, there was actually some talk about the Bears moving out to that that location, and it just didn't happen. So, I think a part of the thing is that they do have a lease uh, with the Park District, right? So, and that's for another about 10 years or so, I think. So that's going to be where the hang up is. Pay the fine to oh, get out yeah. of the contract. Yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> they got the money. Yeah, but see now, and they'll make it tenfold. So here's the thing, though. We were talking about this before mm-hmm. how. I was questioning if the Cubs were crying poor because of all the money they just put into the surrounding area. I said yes. You said no. And but where's that money coming from? You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Is that if there's no that's so all of a sudden you have a cash influx and now you don't. Do you think that other teams are now weary of that? Yeah, well, now it's kind of, you know, in the back of your mind, like, oh, we have to plan for something like this if it so should happen. So you're not going to be as, aggress- uh, as aggressive. As aggressive, yeah. right. Yeah. I still think the aggressive move would be to buy the land, develop it. So it's an entertainment business uh, uh, surrounding the area. It's kind of like Rosemont did. Right, yeah. You know, you have your shopping, you have your restaurants. So even if there's a game not going on, oh, it's a destination well, place. Well, what I'm saying is that, Spending that much money to do just—I mean, like you're talking about billions you, of dollars. You're not spending your own money. You're, you're, you're 
Yeah, they're Arlington leads. Heights. No, I'm saying they're not. Virginia McCann is not pulling out the wallet. You know, she's getting a loan. She's getting a loan based on credit because her 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 franchise is worth what three mm-hmm. billion or something. Mm-hmm. But do you understand? So what she's I'm good saying? for it. Do you think other franchises might be leery of the fact, like, okay, I'm gonna have to? You're even with credit, you still have to pay that back. And if and if something happens, something let's say that some crazy, well, I'm pretty sure let's, now let's that's say, one of the clauses now. But, you know, pandemic clause in like, there. What if some crazy ass like COVID zombie apocalypse? Out, and now they're like, well, I guess we're back to watch football at home again. No, you know, fake fans. Here we go, digital. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, so, I mean it, I, you it's going stick in the back of someone's mind there. Where there's ways to make cautious. money. There's way to make money. Like in WWE, what they were smart is they got a bunch of little small screens and they put them in the, in the seats and it looks like you're sitting there. I'm pretty sure fans would be like, yeah, I want to be on TV. I'll pay 20 bucks for me to be on a, a virtual screen yeah. and I can be on TV. Yeah. You can make money, bro. You can make money off anything. And that's you can't do that in a baseball stadium. Yeah, why not? How it, like they did in the bubble? WWE did it in in the Tropicana Field. Oh, and they also did the cutout the stuff. Cutouts, but whatever, but I'm, I'm not, not like, so far. The like, cutout. Uh, my favorite the thing that they did was like how they did in the bubble for the NBA. Where you oh, had, that virtual that, stuff. That, they that, I think that was cool. That was cool. That that's was what I'm saying. Cool. That but kind like of thing. Cutout or like no, nah, <laughs> that's whatever. That's <laughs> whatever, man. All right, let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with stirring the pot. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out ACSI.tech and click on careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. It's that time again, brother. Uh You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Oh, man. All right, man. So... This one just came to me, man. It just came to me. It just like it talked to me because probably because I'm hungry and I'm craving something, <laughs> but it just came to me. Philly cheesesteak or chicken oh, cheesesteak? A Philly cheese or a yeah. Philly chicken? Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> right. I told you it spoke to me. It spoke right. to me because to be fair, like the 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 Phillies that we have, I yeah. remember the I think about the ones from Big Boys. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on the French bread with the, yeah. the, like a garlic bread type of thing, not like that sloppy mess that we see in Philly. No, no, that's, no. Just, that's just that thing looks. Awful. So this is like I'm thinking about like the Chicago version. Yeah, or like, even like uh, what's that, at the mall where they have was a steak and yeah, that's not. Let's stop. Yeah, I know. Stop. That's, that's like that's, a, which, that's the McDonald's of it. Which one of your McDonald's is your favorite burger? None, because they're not meat. I mean, I like if I'm on horses, I'll go I'll go bet on the ponies, man. What's going on here? Um, ooh, I'm gonna go with even though I like the other one. I'm going with the original, the chicken or the uh, steak. The steak. Ah, steak, uh, steak, good steak. steak. Yeah, I'm going to steak. Yeah, there's no, there's no beating the steak. But if you get the chicken, I usually put some some uh, buffalo sauce on it and make it a buffalo. Yeah, I, I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. cool with it. I like. See, the thing is, is that not a lot of people like mushrooms. I like mushrooms. I, don't, I like yeah. green peppers. I do like and green onions. peppers and onions. Yeah, that with that with that steak and oh. some cheese. That's oh. what I'm saying. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that even if you don't like the texture, like a lot of people don't like mushrooms because of the texture. Uh, because slimy or whatever. But 
Because <laughs> you're a slime ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm allergic to mushrooms. That's why I don't mess with them. So, but like the, yeah. the the flavor that it adds to beef, that's what I like. Well, that's why they put, yeah, they put mushrooms on a lot of beef uh, dishes. So right. So, I mean, yes, uh, I'm going with the steak. Yes. No swearing so far in the show. We still got I, I like 10 minutes it. left. I didn't do it. I stopped. I stopped, babe. <laughs> so, it's a unanimous decision. It's, oh, yeah. You got to go with the steak. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was, number two, closely, very close, is the chicken. I was just waiting for you to be wrong so I could tell you I'm a champ again. That's just, that's what I was looking for, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again. So. All right, man. Before we go. Yeah. What you looking at? What are you watching that is not sports this week? Not sports. I actually finished the Selena series. The, you know, the Selena, what? Selena, the, okay. the singer. Uh-huh. So they made a series, and uh, this week was part two dropped. Obviously, you know what happens, but <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to spoil Sorry. it for anybody. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> not being an a hole, but I'm really, really. I mean, it was. I was impressed how much production value was in, in, uh, in put into the into the second half of the series. Um, people don't like it. People are like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, look, man, it, this is the, the, the sister is the executive producer. Yeah. So a lot of the stories, either it's well known or it's in the perspective of the sister. Right. Why are you mad? Because people just wanted something to be mad about. You, It's not going to be the JLo edition, which was actually not, it wasn't that great. None it's just this, nostalgic. None of this. I mean, that's exactly, you're exactly right. It's just nostalgia. The about music what, is the music. You right. can't, you can't do anything about that. You know but what? JLo wasn't that great of an actress at this that point. The, no, or well, still. She's she not a great actress now or a singer right. or even a singer. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I heard Shanti sings all her songs or, yeah, it's, it's wild. It, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. But to me, you know what this, people being mad about it reminds me of is like, Whenever there's like a reboot or a remake yes. of a movie, yes, and people are like you ruined the movie, and I'm like, you can always just watch the original one. Right? This doesn't making a new version of something doesn't erase the old version of something. No. it just means that there's a new version. Here's a good and example. Typically, go ahead. Go no, the, a Star is Born. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's this been is, remade this like is four the, times. Yeah, this is the third time they've remade it. Right. And guess what? This was the best one. Right now. Yeah. Until 20 years from now, when they make another one. Right. So that and that, but those that's like a one-off movie. You know what I mean? Like it's not a nerd culture movie. That's what people lose their minds about. I mean, like the the people still are talking about the uh, the all-female cast Ghostbusters losing their mind. And I'm like, I thought it was cool. It was, it was okay. It was it was fine. And here's the thing: if it was just a one-off movie by itself without a Ghostbusters movie in the '80s, everyone's like, oh, that's a pretty cool movie. Yeah. I love the fact that that all of the all of the uh, former cast was included, even Harold Ramis posthumously. Mm-hmm. I love that um, they used the the villain that they used. I thought that was super clever. I mean, I think I and I'm a big. It was a good SNL story. Fan. It was a good story. And that's what I'm saying. Like as I break it down, you're like, oh, I, but no, it wasn't. You know, the original guys who I hated. I'm well, like, you guys. Go back, not- how about you go back and watch the original first two movies? Yeah, they're, they're not that great. They're not. They're not they're that great. Not. And the thing is, is that there's no. Bill reason, Murray makes the movie right, and there's no reason you can't appreciate the original movie. And and if even if you do or you don't like the new movie, it's silly. Stop complaining, guys. Talk about an SNL. Like it, you right, know, you got Bill right, Murray, and right, now you got the, right. the cast of the girls who Why are almost from SNL. It's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Come on. So the thing that I watched, yes, sir. I talked about it last week, and I watched uh, Mitchell's versus the Machine. How was it, man? It's on my cue. It was awesome. Um, I spent a lot of it with my eyes closed because really? I fall asleep in movies. But <laughs> part of that was self defense because, like, maybe four minutes into the movie, I fear I feel. The tears rolling out my face. Oh, whoa. Because I am, you know, I'm a big dude. Yeah. And and my softball players, they're like, man, that, that, that guy's loud and scary. I am the biggest teddy bear. I'm a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there like. Just like that. <laughs> well, I bet. I mean, that's how I was watching Selena. I didn't even know I knew what's gonna happen. <laughs> and 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 I got that. So I like, all right, like, all right, suck it up, bro. Suck them tears back up. Okay, no one's no looking. one's here. All right, and then I closed my eyes and I was like, oh, I could fall asleep. And I fall asleep <laughs> a little bit. And I wake up again and, I, and like I wake up again, watch for about ten minutes. Something else like very sentimental or sad happens. I'm like, oh, I like to sleep. So I was in and out of it, but I, you know, I I did watch the movie. It was very uh, it was very good. I would recommend it. Um. It's a very sentimental movie. I, I, you know, I'm a I'm a girl dad all the way, mm-hmm. so I think that's where it kind of hit, gotcha, hit gotcha. me right in the feels. Um, but another show that I've actually been watching is when we talk talk about SNL. Yes, sir. Damn that Michael Che. What, what was the original name? 
I, I don't know. No, that was that, that's the actual name of the show. No, I know, but he wanted a different name, and HBO oh, said no. Oh, I, I believe it. It was probably the. Yeah, okay. I, I want to make sure you got the dump button ready before I... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say You look it up. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but yeah, so this is basically uh, Michael Michael Shea. He does some... Uh, or Che, I'm sorry. Um, he does... A, it's a little bit of sketch comedy. It's a little bit of him kind of living his life and explaining like the way his worldviews and things like that. I like Michael Che. Some people... He's not for all people. Right. Um, even on SNL, I love his um, dynamic between him and Colin Jost. It's the best. It's it, one of the best it, ones in a long fun. time. It's, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's really... Because it's, it's not just like two people work well together it's two people you're like just like your boys like w- when we talk off air we're always talking crap oh yeah i saved it i saved there it. you Don't go there, thank you sir we're talking crap so i mean that's what it is but they're doing doing it uh you know you know colin was came up with the idea of writing each other's skit like you know each other's like script for that um, really the, that was that was that's com- my that's like end of the year right like, these are jokes we never read before and right it's just like and okay. michael michael Chill was like sure i'll do it and michael Chill's like oh he's just gonna give me some lame uh-huh. jokes <laughs> and Michael Michael Che rips him apart with yeah, his jokes and puts great. him in such an uncomfortable position. Yes. It's and it's always like something like racial, ridiculously racist. Where yeah. Colin Jost is like, oh, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> like, At least he has a hot wife. <laughs> so check this out before What's up? before we get out of here. I thought something uh, funny was going on here, and I was right. Derby winner Medina Spirit. Fails a post-race drug test, and the uh, I think the owner Bob Baffert has been banned from Churchill Downs. Now, for those that don't know, this it was the winner of the Kentucky Derby. I don't know damn thing about horse racing. All I know is that every There's bourbon in Kentucky. That's all I know. That's right, right. And I mean, like everything looks blurry. Everything's <laughs> going that fast. It doesn't matter. That's why they make the bourbon. Um, but so here's the thing, Bob Baffert has a ton of horses in the past couple of years that have to keep winning and winning and winning and winning. The horse that did win, uh, Medina Spirit, um, was considered to be small, a long shot. I don't even know the odds, but all I know is that they're like, this horse is not going to win. Juiced up. Now this dude is oh out. Is oh, out. boy. I mean, it is. It's wild. It's his fifth horse to have a pos- fifth. I said five. Fifth horse to have a positive uh, test. I mean, come on, bro. Do you, you ever watch the Derby? Um, I have, and but you, you're talking about horses being juiced. I remember uh, what's that show on HBO? The uh, uh, documentary show with uh, with Brian Gumble. Oh, real sports, real sports. Yeah, and they've had at least every season one segment on the horse racing yeah. and how they're abusing the horses and they're pumping them with hormones and pumping them with this and that. That's got to stop, man. They're animals, man. This they're, they're defensive animals. Come on. So. I'm not a big, I, you know. I talk about ponies, but I'm just talking crap. You yeah, know what I mean, like I've, I've never gone to the track. Like I'm no. not that. I'm not that dude. Me either. Um, I equate that to dogs. They're they're just big dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, watching that, it it came on. We were cutting down trees in my backyard. Finally got a rest. Regular down. trees. Trees. Yes. Yes. The trees. The ones in the, the yeah. In the yard. Uh huh. And um, so I'm watching the race, and I'm like. It feels weird. It feel, this feels dirty to watch, and you can see the horses pulling and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm just like this is. It feels weird to watch. Like, yeah, uh, let's get a tiny dude to beat the crap out of a horse for a couple seconds. Right, see how fast they'll go. <laughs> it just feels weird, man. No, man, it doesn't. It's not right, man. It's just not right. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. You know, I, I love a burger, and if I really want some horse, I go to McDonald's. But <laughs> it just, it just feels weird because they're beautiful. They're beautiful animals. Yes, horses are beautiful know? animals, just like. I guess every animal is beautiful. Some are more beautiful than others. And some, you're, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. All right, man, let's get out of here. All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A, a big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use your promo code TRUEFAN15 and go ahead and get our official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword TRUECHICAGO and don't forget to use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. And don't forget to check out our new friends at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start a new exciting career in the communications industry. Shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal. The new episode of the All Net Podcast is now available. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. 
Super duper. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Special shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for your Molman merch and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear your stirring the pot ideas, movie recommendations, TV shows, restaurant, all that good stuff. Reach us at true Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. Before we go, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. shout out to my beautiful wife, Kim. This is the only part of the show that she listens to because she doesn't like sports. But happy 25th birthday, Kim. Wait, Jim, wait. I don't I have enough fingers. Sh- okay. Okay. I I'll, be qu- I'll be quiet. Happy birthday, Kim. Happy birthday, and, Kim. And happy birthday to my homie, Big Z. He's turning into Big 4-0. Yeah, right behind you, bro. Just, I know. I'm going to keep it that way. I want to stay right behind you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be my lead back, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. But happy birthday, man. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 45. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. Happy birthday. Do you? 25? 25, I said. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Know your role. (laughs) A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's off. Oh. I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.